Thank you for choosing the Dr. Whisperer podcast to listen to. August is National Wellness Month. And if you know me, you know I'm not just going to be focusing on physical. It's all about our mental wellness. So we also really appreciate your feedback here about the show. If you have any thoughts or suggestions or questions, we want to hear from you. So if you're listening on Anchor or Spotify or Apple, click the voice message link in the show notes. Of course, if you prefer to send us an email, you could do so at 13th Avenue Media at gmail.com. Because you know, this podcast is powered by 13th Avenue Media. So don't forget to subscribe. And certainly we'd love a review if you're enjoying it and pass it on to your friends. It's all about passing it on. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's me, Sharon Feckety, the Dr. Whisperer, and I am here with my favorite psychiatrist, Dr. Mark Sylvester from Alt Psych. Say hello to the audience, Doc. Hello, audience. (laughs) So if you're listening on the podcast, you can't see that Dr. Mark Sylvester has since gotten rid of his beard. Look at that. Smooth as a baby's behind. I'm telling you, you're like, um, oh, I like that. You're you're breaking out into uh, what it was like pre-Kobe one-niner. Yeah, I lost my Kobe beard. Yeah, that's good, I guess, you know. So it's National Wellness Month. What do you think about that, Doc? I think it's about damn time. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of all this unwellness. I've got... <laughs> I've got an idea for my show, and you know what it has to do with? The kids. It's all about the kids and their mental health and wellness. Well, I like talking about the kids. Tell me. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the kids because I'm going to blow it for my show. Oh, all right. That's true. You're not a pediatric psychiatrist, are you? No, but I have kids, and that makes me sort of qualified. Overqualified. You have three kids, don't you? Click the link above, and you can view our show that's coming out uh, on Friday the 13th, most likely. That's my favorite day, Friday the 13th. It's the day I was born. Oh, interestingly, Friday the 14th. I know. Dodged a ball. I always, I always know when it's Friday the 13th coming up. So let's talk about wellness. So I even say in my intro on the podcast that even though it's uh, National Wellness Month, of course, I'm going to focus mostly on mental wellness because I don't think you could be physically well if you're not mentally well. Well, that and there's a mental health epidemic as well. You know, there's a crisis, just like the financial crisis is looming, the entirety, the totality of the mental health crisis and the damage and the fallout from the COVID era that we've been living in for over a half a year now. Mm. Um, It's going to come to fruition and it's going to be ugly. And I hate being the bearer of bad news. Isn't it ugly already? I mean, it's just so everybody- It is, it is, but I don't think it's felt, you know, they told us COVID was ugly when it was up in New York and we're down here in Florida like, hey, it's not that bad. We didn't really know anybody. Then it made you had people saying, well, I think it's fake because don't do you name one person that you know who got it. And uh, well, those people are eating crow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, until you know somebody or it's happened to you personally. It gets real when it, yeah. when it it's hits It's real, close. real, real. Yeah. And so, so I think when the depression and the anxiety 
and a lot of these really other uncomfortable, sometimes ineffable feelings are coming up, we're going to have our hands full. But don't you already have your hands full, Doc? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we pretty much work at capacity, but not a lot of buffer for pandemics. And, um, you know, I, I was particularly thinking about kids this week, and that's why Dr. Shulman and I decided to, to, do, to, to give a whole week to how this has affected kids from the kid's perspective, which is fun. You should interview a kid. Uh, well, I was too nervous to put any of them on camera. Mm. Um, I have one that's about 18. She probably would do it, but I think her mom's encouraging her more than she wants to do it. So I think we're just going to do kind of like a top 10 list. I really enjoyed the top 10 list I did with you. Um, yeah. On what was it? The top ten things psychiatrists hate, or something, or say, or I have no clue. <laughs> That's how many shows I've done. It's uh, I think I'm at sixty-five or something. I don't even know. But well, I have... well, let me, say, let me say, let me say, Mister Doctor Interrupter, stand by. Glad to know I'm special, Shanny. <laughs> Shanny. Okay, so here's the thing. I um, really loved the last video that I saw on your social media about your process before you would choose, say, an antidepressant for a patient. And that's what um, invigorated me this morning to, or yesterday, to reach out and ask you if I could grab some time with you in between all of your patients. Um, because I was really, I'm always perplexed at how doctors do choose medication for their patients. So as you should be. I, well, good. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it right, uh, right on the How much time do we have? Because I could bore a medical med student class. Whatever you do, don't say anything too clinically boring. Thank you. Talk to us like the humans we are. Um, well, what was the question again? <laughs> How do I approach someone when I know I want to drug them? Yeah. Hey, Doc, I'm depressed. What kind of drugs can you give me? All right. Well, we'll just skip all over that alternative psychiatry and go right here with the pigeonhole that you're really driving me in. <laughs> and I don't want to be there. But since you have a gun to my head and I have to choose between Prozac and Lexapro, <laughs> um, what I, let me tell you what I don't do. Yes. And, 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 I, and this is not that I consider myself great, although in this case, I think that I do. It's that I it was so alarmed. So many of my colleagues all have favorite medicines. Hmm. And I'm like, you can have like favorite kids, but favorite medicines is not, those words should not be in the same sentence. And so that shows their bias in prescribing, oh, I've had better luck with this medicine or that medicine. Um, that always makes my skin crawl because each person is a different biologic being or different presentation of symptoms. The medications have, you know, a lot of different effects, mechanisms of action, but we believe it or not, we mainly target side effects. So if somebody's losing weight because they're so depressed, we might choose an antidepressant with more weight gain. Yeah, I wish um, I could lose weight from being depressed. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Well, we've got meth for that, you know, <laughs> my weight loss clinic. Uh, <laughs> That's 
that's part of the process method. Okay. Just kidding. Just kidding. I can't, I can't legally prescribe it, sadly, but I never have. Um, and I really kind of get a sense of the flavor. If we're talking about depression and there's no anxiety, which they're cousins and they're frequently over overlapped, but if someone has a prim more primary anxiety-based disorder, we might approach them a little bit different with someone with a primary depressive disorder or a Venn diagram overlap of the two is frequently what we see, but a straightforward antidepressant, you know, you'd look at a lot of factors, their age, past medications, family history. So that turns out the most predictive value um, in determining whether a medication will be successful for uh, a patient with a similar indication as the relative who took um, that same medication is whether or not they found benefit, the relative found benefit from that medicine. So if, you know, name an antidepressant here works great and cousin Charlie, uh, that's actually a really good chance that it will work well on you as well because you have similar uh, genetic makeups. Mm. And anxiety is a little bit different. You can test compatibility, but there's a lot more dose range uh, to be adjusted with, with certain types of anxiety disorders. Somebody who has generalized anxiety, we really kind of use low dose. Someone with panic disorder, we may use medium dose and someone with OCD or even PTSD, um, we tend to use higher doses of those medications or e even augmentation strategies, adding other things to it. But- Didn't you say something about like 23andMe? I don't know if that's what it's called. Oh yeah, the pharmacogenetics. So to me, that's probably the third most powerful predictor. So number one, have you taken the medication yourself before and gotten good benefit? 20 years before, odds are it's going to do the same thing again. Two, a first degree family relative. Three, for me, clinically, the most useful tool at that point is a pharmacogenomic testing or, you know, a little cheek swab looking at the DNA and the cells in your mouth, which match all of the other DNA in your body. Um, you do that in your office? We do it right in our office, yeah. Mm. It's very easy to collect, much like a... Um, COVID collection, but doesn't need to go quite as far out there. <laughs> yeah, that thing will touch actually, your brain. Actually, we don't do it in the nose. We, we, you, you brush like between your cheek and gum with a big Q-tip looking thing. That's a little Q-tip, but it's long, long skinny Q-tip. So it's like the ones they cram up your sinus into your brain to look for COVID, but it's just a gentle rub between the cheek and gums on both sides for about 30 seconds and you get enough biologic material and DNA there within to determine certain biologic markers that we use to target not only um, the medicines, but more importantly, to figure out, wait, th this person has a genetic predisposition explaining why they're more prone to depression and it may have a completely different treatment and much preferable to even- That's why it's so important that, um, if you are suffering from depression or anxiety or whatever it is, and you've, you know, I know how you feel about alternative methods, hence the name alt psychiatry. Um, it's never your go-to. It's never the first thing that you're, uh, you're like ready with the script pad. Here we go. But how important it is for you to maybe not rely upon said primary care physician 
I'm not saying anything bad about primary care physicians. I just know that they don't typically specialize. And I think um, through my years of talking to people that have suffered and have been on medication, when I say like, oh, you know, which doc is prescribing something for you? And they're like, oh, my primary care has had me on. Hey, quick interruption on this amazing podcast, but we have to tell you about our awesome sponsor, Thai Technology. They are so cool, and they're here in Tampa Bay, if you're a Tampa Bay listener. Thai Technology is the best voice over IP business phone service company out there. How do I know this? I used to work in telecom before I work with doctors. That's right. So I know me a good phone system when I see it. Plus, they are integrated with Zoom. They are the only ones that are integrated with Zoom. And if you mention this podcast or you mention the Facebook show, they're going to hook you up with three months for free. Follow them on Facebook and on Instagram. Thai Technology Rocks. I don't even know what they're called anymore. The only one I know is Prozac because that's the one I took when I was 21. All right. So you were talking and I totally like phased out for a second because I, I accept to, your apology. I'm sorry. I wanted to talk to you about this book. So I don't can't remember. We've had so many conversations. This um, book? <laughs> no, that's a great book though. The Labyrinth of Healing by Dr. Yeah. Richard Shulman. I'm rereading it. Don't tell me. Oh, that's so well, nice. Well, I was looking for some ideas for the show in there. <laughs> Couldn't you have just had a compliment come out of your mouth? All right. So here we go. This one, Lost Connections by Johan Hari. Have I talked to you about this already? Maybe, but now that I'm looking at it, I'm very confused. Why? Because it does not look like the book that I thought it was. Oh, okay. So um, I, I listened to this book and I had to buy it because um, I'm a little obsessed about it. Because of, of what I was told, right? I was told that I had a chemical imbalance in my body, in my brain. And that's why I need a Prozac. And then now I don't, I haven't had one for 25 years. Some might say that's not true. I have many imbalances, but I've never had to go on medication anymore. So are you, um, are you hip to that line of chemical imbalance in your body and low levels of serotonin? You know, the, the story that I told myself for many, many years because somebody else told it to me and I believed it. I never say that. Okay, well. um, I don't, I don't correct patients if they say that, like, oh, I've got a chemical imbalance. Um, I never say that. Why? Well, the whole serotonin hypothesis Ooh, yes. to this day has a lot of unexplored and unexplained reasons that it may or may not work. Um, in my opinion, the vast research on serotonergics uh, for depression and anxiety and so forth. Serotonergics? Yeah, serotonergic drugs. You're saying serotonin? The well, study ser of serotonin? serotonin drugs. Drugs that boost your serotonin. Um, you know, the whole collection is, is incomplete and, and dubious at best. And some places contraindicate or con uh, contrary. Mm -hmm. uh, to what we know, what we thought we know. So um, if we're not 100% sure about that, I can't be 100% sure that it's fixing your brain chemistry. Hmm. Thank you for saying that. 
Well, you told me to. <laughs> well, that is actually not true. But thank it you. Is. It's right here in the script you gave me. <laughs> right, that I sent over before we did this uh, off-the-cuff interview. So, all right. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I want. I just got off a global wellness summit call about uh, nutrition, being um, you know, food is medicine. We know this. You know this. Um, I think if we're going to talk about August being National Wellness Month, which you know is like a hallmark holiday, I feel better already. Right. Just saying National Wellness Month makes me feel good. Um, nutrition obviously is something you believe in. And do you or don't you talk to your patients about that? Um, I always talk to them. The difference is now they're starting to listen. Mm. So I just make sure to, you know, it's the pre-contemplative phase. Get them thinking about eating more organics, eating raw foods and vegetables, avoiding meats and dairy. Um, you know, it's not for everybody, but people who are ill, whether that's physically or, or mentally, um, are more sensitive to the effects of what they put in their body. You know, most of the stuff my grandpappy said turns out was right. You know, you are what you eat. And um, that's no different for mental health. If anything, it's probably more sensitive for mental health. You know, the, the GI tract is called the second brain for a reason. Uh, most of the serotonin we were talking about, 90% of it's actually in the GI tract. Do you offer food allergy testing in your practice? Uh, we do, yeah. Mm. Our, our, uh, well, I, I don't know if you've had Nora on yet. Um, she, she was out for a death in the family, but um, Nora and I work together and do a lot of food sensitivity uh, testing, uh, custom. She is really good with you know, the personalized diet plans. Mm. That's um, great that you have somebody on staff. So you have a collaborative, integrative psychiatry practice, which consists not only of you, the psychiatrist extraordinaire to the stars, but you also have a wonderful psychologist on board, Dr. Richard Shulman, who we just mentioned. Um, you have nurse practitioners that are um, wonderfully qualified beautiful, advanced practitioners that can help patients. Um, you also have massage therapy because you realize that trauma moves through the body, correct? Yep, and keep in mind, we do med psych here um, as well. So we do a lot of integrated health, integrated medicine. We've got the infusion room. All of these things are really benefit uh, people's uh, mental health and well-being. And, you know, I always try to remain the paradigm of, of what to do, you know, and, and live my life to lead by example. So you'll never really catch me, you know, doing anything I'm not supposed to be doing <laughs> in any way, any way, shape, or form. Wow, those look good. So for all of you who are listening, those are M&Ms, almond M&Ms, huh? Wow, look at you. Oh, you can see that? I can. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Awkward. It's it's not a bag of kale. So um, before we go today, um, I want to talk to you. I want to ask you a question about... Oh, my mouthful. That's nice. Well, I'll keep talking until you're done chewing your almond M&Ms. Because, you know, small doses of um, 
items of foods that we crave aren't always bad, right, Doc? It's all about moderation. Of course, I have six of these bags, but yeah. <laughs> all right. So what do you do for your mental wellness? I know I've asked you this question before, but I think it's really important. You have, and I did a show on it. I need to go reference my material. Don't reference it because I want to know. I already know what it is, but all I right. want the audience to know that you yourself. Right now? because of the old pandemic and whatnot, I'm doing things slightly differently. But tell me. Well, we spoke before, I like to get out there with my wife, who's way better of a volleyball player than I am, and um, play some volleyball, you know, six feet apart. Right. And um, like uh, going out on our little 17 foot boat taking the kids they're always happy when we make it back to port and we haven't sunk um <laughs> we do a little water scan mm -hmm. which they which i love teaching i used to uh water ski a lot in my days um i enjoy working on things anything with my hands fixing things breaking. you like to tinker you're I'm a, a tinkerer, tinkerer. Mm -hmm. i'm a tinkerer no i have a separate business where we restore boats and cars and motorcycles and trailers and um i've got three guys helping me with that and that's kind of fun without it being much work and that takes me outside of myself and keeps me comfortable within the four walls of, of my uh home slash shop so your exercise routine consists of volleyball yeah, I mean, I, I once ran from the cops in the eighth grade, so I would count that too as exercise, but. So the only time you're running is when there's a police officer around. Yeah, yeah. Would you no, say. Wait. I can't back that up because last year, remember when schools were in session? Yeah, I remember that. Um, my daughters had a runner's club every week. I think it was on a Wednesday morning, like, I don't know, something stupid, like seven in the morning. Hmm. Um, and we would wake up early. It was sort of our daddy daughter thing to do and go out there, get donuts on the way, and then just run laps along, along their little PE field until the bell rang. You got donuts? Really? Yeah, I'm not going to run without eating a donut first. <laughs> That's how you lose weight. Okay, we're going to cut the entire part about food as medicine. Hello. I'm kidding. No, I think that that sounds like a lot of fun. So um, you believe also that laughter is very important for your mental wellness, true or false? True, and I have a laughter button around here somewhere, but I couldn't find it. Okay, so it's it, very- It says some inappropriate things, actually. That's good, I like inappropriate. So you think that um, laughter is important for people to not take themselves so seriously during a very serious time? Yes, that's all I do. I make people laugh. That's good. And we're laughing. We're laughing at Either. you, not with you. I mean, with you, not laughing at you. Just kidding. I've been laughed at and with simultaneously, so. Perfect. Dr. Sylvester, thank you for everything that you do for our mental health community. I do believe that our mental wellness is a top priority. Um, I think that more people should be having open conversations about talking about how they feel and how they think. And if you are looking to explore maybe some of the sadness you might be feeling today, audience, I would highly recommend seeking out the professionals that work within the four walls of your alt-psych practice.
And I'm not getting paid to say that. And you are not a sponsor of this show. You should be, though. I don't know what that means. How do I do that? <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Anything else you want to say to the audience before we go? Um, it's going to be profound, people. Hold on. What, what she said. <laughs> Word. Boom. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Say goodbye. Oh, oh, yes. Peace <laughs> and long life. Bye. Don't forget to check out Thai Technology. Anyone that mentions this podcast or the Facebook show will receive three free months of service. T-I-E Technology. Check them out.